0: spiritual leadership team got together last week for an overnight retreat and one of our practices together is to name our consolation and our desolation and we do that both personally and then uh, congregationally. Um, consolation being a place where we experience God's presence alive um, and desolation being a place where we notice absence or where we are longing for ...for God's presence to break in. And I found myself um, in in my consolation um, sharing. I started by saying, I really love my spiritual director. And that wasn't the point of what I was going to say. I had a specific story that I was going to share, a specific way in which she really uh, helped me see things differently... Um, But I noticed somebody across the circle really nodding at that point, just at that first line. And I thought, oh, I I don't know their story. I don't know if they have a spiritual director. In fact, I need to follow up with that person. Um, But that nod across the way made me realize, yeah, there is this specific story in which she helped me. But there's a whole collection of specific stories that lead to this experience of um, feeling really grateful for the blessing of that spiritual director in my life and her role in my life. She's really fantastic. And she is a necessary piece of my ongoing well-being and sustainability. She cares for me, and she challenges me. And she does all of that while inviting me into the presence of God. And recently she's done some of her best caring and challenging, and maybe it's because we've been meeting for I didn't go back to look, but at least a year at this point. Um, So we've come to know one another, come to know one another's rhythms and ways. We've come to trust one another. We've experienced some powerful times of prayer with one another. Whatever the magical constellation, I know that part of what makes that relationship invaluable to me is her holding a space for me to enter into the presence of God, which allows me to... Also, enter into my own presence, the presence of who I most truly and deeply am. Um, And her delicate dance of care and challenge. I'm a tender person, so I need care. And I'm an infinitely fallible person, so I need challenge. Some days I need more of one or the other, but most days I need a little of both. The prophet Jeremiah knew that delicate dance, offering both care and challenge to a community in exile, a community of tender and infinitely fallible people. Jeremiah was a prophet during some really tumultuous years in which Judah was attacked by the Babylonians. The first temple, utterly destroyed. For the first time, it won't be the last. But something they didn't think could ever happen, happens. And the residents of Jerusalem carried into exile. Those exiles... Uh, to call them tender, would be understating the trauma that they have surely experienced. They've now been forced into migration. They're certainly feeling abandoned, despairing, having serious doubts about the whole God thing. And these exiles are again, as they have done throughout the Hebrew Bible, as we've kind of traveled through the Hebrew Bible this fall, they're again looking back in their own history, trying to figure out w- how they got to where they are. What led us here? Why, why is this happening to us? Is it something we did? Trying to understand why and what now. And in all these post-trauma questions, Jeremiah offers the exiled people a word of comfort, and he does so in his own story of call. He tells it in his own voice, he's telling his own story, but in the telling of that story, I hear him assuring them, God is with you, God knew you before you were formed in the womb, and God is calling you to something. No, you are not too young, or too old, or too this or too that. God is with you, period, full stop, and will empower you to uproot what must go. And to build up what must grow. Jeremiah offers them this care. And he also offers them a challenge. Yes, God is with you, calls you even. But God is not in your holy temple. God is not in your monument to religion. God is not in your rigged systems that favor a few and trample the many. Now, I personally would want to take a little greater care than Jeremiah does in so directly linking the unjust behaviors of the people with their current experience of suffering. He describes a causal relationship. You were bad, so now God punishes you. And Jeremiah seems to be more confident uh, that their persistence in injustice leads directly to their suffering at the hands of God. I wouldn't go quite so far, but would certainly echo Jeremiah's powerful, prophetic call to the people to live lives of justice. I would echo this call for me, for you, for our politicians, for all who have ears to hear. Start treating each other with justice, Jeremiah bluntly speaks on behalf of God. Start treating each other with justice. Stop exploiting, period, full stop, but stop exploiting foreigners, orphans, and widows. Stop exploiting one another. Stop murdering. Stop. And stop harming yourselves by worshiping things that are not God, by taking things in your life that don't deserve that topmost place and giving them that power. Stop harming yourselves in doing that. As I said, I don't believe that the injustice of the people directly causes God to bring suffering upon them. Neither do I believe that heeding Jeremiah's call, his blunt and beautiful call to live justly, will lead directly to God bringing them favor. I just don't think God behaves transactionally like that. However, I do very much believe that heeding Jeremiah's blunt and beautiful call to live justly in their day and in ours embodies God's favor. It's not that then God chooses to bring favor, but favor comes as we embody lives of justice, makes God's favor real in our world. Jeremiah speaks powerfully to the people. With care and with challenge, the sort of care and challenge that echo across millennia and miles to ring true in our ears today if we have ears to hear So, people of God, you tender and infinitely fallible ones, I invite you to allow these ancient words of care and challenge to echo in your ears and take up residence in your hearts this morning. God is with you, God knew you before you were formed in the womb. And God is calling you to something. No, you're not too young. You're not too old. You're not to this or to that. God is with you. Period. Full stop. And will empower you to uproot whatever it is that must go, and to nurture and build up and sustain and grow whatever it is that needs to grow. But <clears throat> God is not in your mon- monuments to religion. God is not in your rigged systems that favor a few and trample the many. So treat one another with justice, people of God. Stop exploiting foreigners, orphans, and widows. Do not kill or cause harm. And stop harming yourselves by worshiping things that are not God. God is with you. God knew you before you were formed in the womb, and God is calling you to something. God is with you. Amen.